Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. Today, I'm so excited. I'm legitimately so excited. (laughs) Just just listening to their voices on uh, on my telephone this morning, earlier today. So without further ado, I really just need to introduce the co-hosts of the podcast, Semi-Qualified Queens. We have Juicebox and Cynthia Kiss. Hi, Hi, Aaron. Thank you for having us. Hello. How are you both? So good. So So you were just streaming. You were just streaming our podcast. I certainly was. Yes. Oh my God. Yay. It's so funny. Juice and I have very similar voices at different times where even when I play it back, I'm like, who is talking? Two girls, two girls, one brain, two girls, one brain. (laughs) I know. Well, I would say uh, Cynthia has the bigger brain. I tend to be the more forgetful one. Like for this podcast, I completely forgot we were doing it. And then you actually have the same name as my therapist. I do. So when you sent, yeah, when you sent the link, I was like, oh my God, do I have a therapy appointment? And I like kind of panicked a bit. So I was just like, I I, like, it wasn't until you sent us email being like, hey, all ready for the pod. I was like, oh, because I had called my therapist in a panic. I called her and I was just like, I was like, Erin, do we have an appointment? She's like, no. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. about that. No, it's fine. fine. I was going to call the podcast Fully Qualified, but then I decided to do it with Juice. So we had to change the title. Yes. (laughs) That was going to be my first question. (laughs) But whenever we screw up, we're like, we're called Semi-Qualified Queens. We're raw. We're real. (laughs) Better to keep it humble, you know? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, one thing I loved when I was listening to you, I, I actually listened to a couple uh, RuPaul Drag Race um, recap podcasts. So I, I've got a couple already that I follow, and you're one I'm definitely going to uh, bring on to the listener list because I feel like I you do that uh, lovely thing of like, okay, we're talking about drag, and it feels very draggy, um, mm-hmm. but also you have those really grounded, lovely radio voices, both of you, because as we said, two girls, one it's the same voice. voice. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it, it also just feels really good to listen to. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before, but... We've been told we have the most like relaxing voices. Yes. Like people like to do that. I think some people like our recaps early morning because <laughs> it's just like we're nice yeah. and soft. It's like, hey, just wake up and um, you know, talk about drag race. Honestly, <laughs> it's so true because um, you know, a lot of drag race podcasts are really high energy and kind of like yeah. unhinged. So it's yes. kind of refreshing to get a, a drag race recap that's like kind of relaxing to listen to. And we love our tangents. We love our tangents. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. We're, I would say we're almost borderline uh, Drag Race ASMR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very soft. Oh Very goodness. soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm interested where this conversation is going to go, um, because you both have been on Kyo's Drag Race, and um, you have the recap podcast, and then here we are on my podcast talking about sex, dating, gender, sexuality, whatever. So I'm interested mm-hmm. how we're going to bring all these worlds together. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I feel like it's subject matter that like I love talking about with friends, but I don't yep. know if it's ever translated to the podcast universe. Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. lay it on me, Aaron. Lay it on us. Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I think my first thing that I was thinking, because like I've been doing this podcast and I'm also visible like in the, the kink community in Toronto and like polyam community and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like a, uh, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm definitely a local celebrity if if not, you know, well, I'm definitely only a local celebrity, I'll say that. But like I, the the one thing that I was thinking with you two when it comes to like topics, I was like, man, what is dating like for you both? Like ha- having that similar thing, you have more celebrity than I do. You're probably full Canada, if not international, for sure. Um, 
rather than me just being in Toronto. But like I, I come across that with dating where people see what I'm putting out there on social media and make assumptions. And then uh, I get like ghosted a lot. I get like cu- cut off a conversation way too early because they see whatever and assume and are like, oh, actually, I'm not as experienced. And maybe this is a bit too like what, what is your both experience with dating and kind of celebrity Celebrity. Yes, the celebrita. Well, it's so funny because both Juice and I have been in relationships before Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So I never experienced that, um, you know, trying to find a partner after being on a public platform such as Drag Race. Like I've always had my stable partner who's mm-hmm. kind of kept me very humble. He likes to treat me like a non-celebrity. <laughs> He's very just like, you know, let's like keep things real. Let's keep things grounded. And at times I'm like, no, like kiss the, the you know, the ground I walk on. Like I'm amazing. But then it's like, you can't be an egomaniac. He reminds me that I am just a person. And so I think, I think that's really healthy because otherwise... I don't know, ego is, there's such a a dance we do with ego, Mm -hmm. whether you are an air quote reality TV star or not, we all have ego. And I think um, finding a partner that balances that, kind of harmonizes with that is really important. And I would speak for myself and say that I I have found that in my partner, Vincent. And we've been together for like five years. Amazing. How how about you, Juice? Um, I've been with my partner for just like, a little bit. It's been just a really short 18 years. Um, just <laughs> nice. So we we just met a little bit ago. Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know still, what yeah. what it's. Yeah, it's still really fresh. Um, so I actually don't even know what it's like to date. Um, and I feel bad for anyone who has to because I I have this like amazing man that I've married, and he's mm. extremely like supportive and wonderful, amazing. We've got. It's like we have nothing in common and everything in common at once. And he um, he's extremely supportive of my career and my choices. Um, you know, and we just kind of balance each other out. So uh, he's like super, super private. I'm super, super public. So we kind of have like those things that kind of are a little bit hard. But um, yeah, so I've been with him for, for 18, 18 long years. <laughs> they feel long do they? <laughs> but the one thing Aaron, I think when you mention like having a presence in a community um, it's like people's intentions now when they come up to me or they message me privately kind of barking up that tree if you will like you know mm-hmm, they send mm-hmm. certain types of photos online um, of certain parts of anatomy penises penises <laughs> dick pics penises, dick pics. penises. <laughs> I have to always ask myself like are they attracted to me or are they attracted to like yes. what comes with you know um, being on a show such as Drag Race like that does it's kind of like a filter and you can kind of suss it out a little bit or ask yourself who cares like what if you just want to like I don't know explore this conversation because why not? It's kind of like the fruits of your labor. I don't know. It's a little shallow, I mean, but it's like, you might as well lean into it. I know that they're attracted to to the thirst traps I post, so. <laughs> you, could, you could feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel the vibe, yeah. You know, yeah, I feel like you, I I know with me, I'm, I'm a dominatrix, so I, I feel like you can feel when people are approaching Lady Pym versus like, Aaron, you know what I mean? I I, yes. I feel like I can make that distinction. Can can you all see that as well when somebody's like whether they're Aaron. talking to the drag queen or the person, you know? Aaron, oh, have we yes. met? Have, have we, we met? met? Have we? I don't maybe. I'm sure we have very similar circles. Oh, so do we I now? just feel like we might have well, <laughs> not in that way, but I just that, like you're saying some things, and I'm just like, I feel like we have very similar friends. <laughs> so <laughs> we just um, might, we just might. <laughs> so I'm just like, maybe we have. It's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, well, it's Toronto. Toronto's not that big, but there, that incestuous. All these communities are very incestuous too, right? It's like, yes, very. <laughs> the dating pools, itty bitty. <laughs> Yes. But yeah. So do you feel that thing of like people kind of wanting to, you know, uh, come on to the drag queen? Come on, come, come in, come anywhere over under a pen. Um, yeah. uh, just come to the drag queen versus like coming, uh, seeing you as a person coming on to the person, you know? 
I do find the attention like flattering. Um, it doesn't happen like it doesn't happen to a point where I'm like, oh my god, like I can't live my life. Um, it's like it's this just like sweet spot of like I feel a little more air quotes famous at like a gay club. <laughs> yeah, and certainly. I can still live my life. Like I, I, I get recognized every once in a while on the street, but it's not to this point where like I feel like I don't know I can't leave the house without kind of looking put together you know to go quickly grocery shop and stuff like it's it's pretty chill like I didn't win the season <laughs> you know it's like we can just like I feel like I can fly a little uh, incognito and I, I appreciate yeah. that on some levels because you know attention is nice but I am one of those like ambiverts where mm, I love same. to be extroverted at certain times and then my god I almost have like an endorphin hangover yep. um and I kind of, I need a couple days to just stay by myself. Because if I tap out, I get a little like cranky. And then the people around me are like, hey, you're being a little cranky. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, God you're being them. a really rude bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Aries. She's just an Aries. That's all that is. Um, <laughs> um, I I feel like for with my attention, it's it's a little strange. I don't get a lot of male attention because of like the boundaries I put up. Like, I think uh, in my first little bit with the show, like, I got a lot more. Uh, but then I was kind of very much like, hey, like, drag for me isn't a sexual thing. Like, I'm not here to put on this. And I don't want you to, like, yank on my wig while we fuck. Like, I, yeah. for me, drag is very much like an art form and it's it's very much my job. Um, and, and sex is, like, a very separate thing from that. So um, I feel like, because of my boundaries for so long, people don't really give me that kind of attention. Actually, a lot of the attention I get is from young queer women. Like, oh, yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. You'd think it'd be from men, but it's yeah. mostly from, like, young queer girls. Like, Interesting. if I do anything where it's, like, say if me and Cynthia were to do, like, a cheeky photo where we're almost about to kiss, the <laughs> amount of young queer the le- the or, like, <laughs> yes. oh, they'd lose they their <laughs> minds. <laughs> They're like, we know you're both men, and we know you both live your life as men, but we love this. <laughs> yeah, this is so sapphic right now. Yeah. Yeah, they lose it for it. But... Yeah, there's so much of what you both said that I, I kind of actually identify with. Like, both this thing of, like, having that type of, of, of celebrity where it's like, if I go to Oasis Aqua Lounge, people, you know, everybody comes up to me. Or if I go to a kink munch, you know, everybody comes up to me and knows who I am. But, like, outside of that, absolutely, literally nobody knows who I am at, at all. Um, or, like, a podcasting convention, maybe people might know who I am, but that's it. So it's kind of has that nice balance. And then, and then juicy out what you said about... Um, you know, I don't, I don't bring this kind of persona into the bedroom or in my dating life, perhaps, you know what I mean? It's the same with me with my like Dom persona. I'm like, yeah, that's like my job and all the aesthetics and all of those kind of performative influencer qualities, you know what I mean? That's like this separate entity completely, which I really enjoy Mm -hmm. and love and all of that. But like, I'm, I'm pretty fucking different. Like, I, in the bedroom. It's a fantasy. Not, it's a fan. We're all selling the fantasy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah. a fantasy. And um, can I tell you a funny story about Oasis Aqua Lounge? Oh, please. <laughs> so, always. So, so, Cynthia, for, for it's, if you, oh, I'm I not know. sure if you know about Oasis. Oh, okay. You know yeah, what Oasis I know. is? <laughs> oh, yes, okay, I know. So, I haven't, I haven't so, attended, but I know. Okay, good. Okay. So, for those of you that don't know, it's it's a basically a bathhouse, but I think it's more of a, a female run sort yeah, of yeah it's like technically still called a swingers club i i like it comes from swingers okay. club versus bathhouse but um yeah oh, there's lots okay. of queer nights there's lots of kink nights it's like so whoever can go yeah oh i did party i part. did That's was cool. um yeah. yeah the party i did was a uh, uh, bed bathhouse and beyond yes so yeah. i think <laughs> that's where mine went there So I I had done a number there and then when I was done, I took it off and we were all hanging out in the pool and there was, there's like a balcony over the pool that you can like sit and look out on. And there was this couple, it was a a male and a female couple and they were having acrobatic sex. Like this, it was, it was sex that I was just like, I could never in my life picture (laughs) doing this, let alone watching it. Like, how are they doing this? How is it enjoyable? But it looked like they were having a great time. Anyways, so it is like, I would say about 50 gay men in the pool and like a bunch of like lesbians and stuff all around us. Mm-hmm. And they're Work. giving us a show. So then they finish, <laughs> they have a very explosive end. And so all, all of us are in the pool like, Work, yes, <laughs> like oh go God. off. And they they did not like that. They did not enjoy no? us. No, no, they were very upset. 
<laughs> so, and they like, yeah, like they finished and they both like covered up really fast and like ran away and they both looked really flustered. We were like, you did that right in front of us. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. at a sex club and that's kind of the thing of like, it's, yeah. for, it's for safe public sex. It's for public sex, you know, but and we, and we everyone's were all like, consenting. Yay. And then, yeah, I would love, an, personally, I would love an applause, you know, after an orgasm. <laughs> I don't know, that's just me. Yeah, we were very, we were very happy for them. You know, it looked very fun. And at what point were they not visible? Like, all of a sudden, it's not like they just appeared. <laughs> Yeah, it, they obsessed. came out and they started and we were all like whoa oh my god mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it good, seemed like you're all them. being very supportive yeah <laughs> oh we, yeah i mean we didn't interrupt we waited till they were done and yes we gave that's them important a, yeah we gave a small applause like congrats good for you golf claps for coming <laughs> yeah it wasn't like thunderous it was just a like a very much like a polite like oh good great <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I um I have taught uh I used to teach lap dance classes there regularly and then now mm. I've kind of moved over to the just doing like kink um panels and like seminars and stuff and, and like demos and stuff like that. Um and I love uh <laughs> some of my favorite moments at Oasis are like um when they're like, Oh yeah, do a kink demo and I'll just choose like a, a, a fairly a fairly extreme thing and I'll like make sure everybody has a content warning and is aware aware of what they're walking into when they enter the room. But like doing like a really extreme sounding scene or needle scene or something like that. Oh. And, then, and then getting reaction from like just the young nine oh fivers who have just like wandered in. It's like, oh no. <laughs> it's like it's Oh my god. Man, are they real needles? Yes, I do med fat, so that's one of my specialties. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, yes, full yes, tea. Yes. That's one of my like biggest phobias is mm. is needles. I mean, I, was I, like, I wouldn't enjoy it as a bottom either. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, not at interesting. All. Maybe yep. that's what I need to do. I need to be the one administering. Perhaps. Needles. Yeah. <laughs> top era. <laughs> Entering your top era. <laughs> But that's always interesting, you know, when it's like these communities kind of butting up against each other in a place like we always call Oasis like our it's like our Y. It's our YMCA. You know what I mean? I am obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I have never looked at that building and thought that, but I now will every it, time I walk by. It fully is. <laughs> oh, it's the Y. It's, it's the Y. It's the Y. The Toronto yeah, Y. I, yeah. I, I, I performed at the Y. That's all I did. Yeah, yeah, just same. A quick little, yeah. quick little show. I mean, it was the best audience I've ever had in my life because there's no phones allowed, so they were just so happy. Oh, see, that's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. They had nothing if... else to look at but me. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I wonder <laughs> if people even did you get the vibe that like there are fans in the room, or they were just taking it in a drag show with a drag performer and enjoying it. Um, I would say a, a, a mix, like mix, yeah. like 70, 70, 30 kind of thing, because there was a it was a queer party. So there was a lot of people who were fans of mine there. This was before Drag Race. Um, so I was out all the time. So there are people that I knew. Nice. I've seen I saw so many of my friends genitals that night, which yeah. I wasn't expecting I'd see. But there it was. There they were. Um, I was like, oh, I feel so much closer to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always wondered. And now I know. And now, now I don't I have to yeah. any longer. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? Go For away, some please. of them, I wasn't, I wasn't wondering. But there it was. <laughs> yeah. And yet. Um, I also have like one foot in the comedy community. So sometimes when I see like comedy people at Oasis, that's an interesting one. Yeah. It's like friends You're of like, my oh, husband. I'm like, like, hat straight, like friends of my husband are there sometimes. And I'm like, oh, hello. Oh my God. Watch, like literally I had one of my, <laughs> one of my husband's closest friends just randomly be there a night. I was doing a fisting demo, like topping a oh, fisting oh, demo. Oh God. <laughs> And he watched oh the whole thing. He was there for the whole thing. And after he was like, that was really interesting. Thanks so much. I was like, oh my fucking God. Oh, now, that, Aaron, I have a so question. different worlds. I love that. Yes, Juice? I have, a, I have a swingers question. So I had a friend message me. And this isn't me being like an alluding to it. Like I, they're actually a friend messaged me. And she says, she goes, she, she called me my boy name. And she goes, Joe. And I went, yes. And she went, we made a new couple friend. And they're very attractive. And we went to their house and she had a pineapple for a doorbell and she was just like and she like 
she got she like took off her clothes and like put on a crop top and sweatpants and was like I just feel really comfortable with you guys and kept asking us like leading questions about sex Mm -hmm. and then she's like but then I googled it and apparently having a pineapple doorbell means you're a swinger and she's like and I think they're trying to make us swingers okay so you've never heard of that pineapple doorbell I'm googling it right now okay that's what I thought I was just like maybe Aaron will know this I absolutely mm-hmm. don't, but let's see what comes up when I put pineapple doorbell. <laughs> She's going to be so excited that I asked this question for her on a podcast. She's <laughs> She'll be like, oh God. Okay, nothing came up immediately, but then there's a thing that says pineapple doorbell meaning. So it says, apparently a pineapple on your door is a way to let your neighbors know that you are a swinger. The pineapple represents hospitality and welcoming, quote unquote, according to I Spy Investigations. Sure. Mm, oh my period. God. I learned something. <gasps> I love that. Get a little. You should get a little pineapple tattoo. <laughs> <That's> gross. <laughs> swinging is not. <laughs> swinging is interesting, actually. Talking about like queer communities butting up against like cishet communities. Swinging community can be a little. It's it's an older crowd, so sometimes they mm-hmm. carry over those ethics and politics and uh, ooh, toxicity ooh. sometimes in like the swinging community. Obviously, not to put a blanket. Um, generalization on folks, but like uh, you, I I'm always got to be a little bit careful when I'm like you know interacting with yeah, in, interacting because they have different ideas of consent, honestly, because they're like you know they kind okay. of skew like you know ten, fifteen, twenty years older. Um, yeah. uh, and I'm 40 and that comes with a basically. whole different outlook on that it truly does so it's just that thing of like okay let's if we're gonna be in the same space like making sure everyone's on the same page around like you know making sure everybody's safe and happy and stuff like that um, love that yeah 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 that's that's key right um so okay i love that uh i love that either <laughs> neither of you have to date and deal with like people trying to just have weird like that weird thing of like fan people um versus the fantasy versus reality kind of disconnect and the parasocial yeah. relationships you know yes the oh people form with you. you thank you for bringing up the parasocial because it's very interesting there's there's times where like <clears throat> we're on this level of accessibility with our social media like those mm-hmm. are managed by us like i manage my dms juice manages her DMs Mm. like you can kind of reach out to us through Instagram through Twitter through online so it 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 is social but there are aspects of it that are parasocial for those it's a it's a saying y'all where it's like we are one side of a relationship it's not the same as like a best friend you grew up with where like you both are intimately integrated into the relationship like Juice and I can post and ghost like we can put things up online to almost be in your phone, be on your mind, but it doesn't mean we're your best friend. And sometimes the messages we get can seem as though we are there to be their best friend. And I can find that um, hard to navigate at times. It's been one of the parts of um, being on the show where I'm just like, I want to be the, you know, the perception of being everyone's best friend. But then there's times where it's like, I don't, I don't even have the energy to show up for the friends in my physical life, my IRL life. And so mm. I can find it overwhelming. There there are days where I'm just like I have I have nothing to give and that's where I'm I'm pretty quiet online during those periods. I just won't post cuz I just kind of want to just you know, Not stay silent. Disconnect. Yeah. How about you, totally. Juice? I am the queen of boundaries. Um, yes. Yes, I love a boundary because at the beginning of my season when I so when I was on mine, I had my panic attack and everything. So I became a big advocate for like mental health and things. But with that came a lot of very young people who would experience similar things, but they were so young that they couldn't they couldn't kind of put into words or differentiate what was an appropriate relationship with going through those things so they saw me as like someone who goes through something similar they see me as someone to look up to so they see me as someone they can reach out to and it was like i've got multiple messages of people literally going through a panic attack messaging me to talk them through it and i would just have to say this isn't this isn't Mm. the thing babe we're not friends like you have to i would literally just send like teen help phone that's all i would send that's i would just send it move on you know because it's just like we can't have that relationship i'm not your friend so over the years i know it's bad so over the years i've been really big especially because now i'm on twitch and my fans get a really big connection with me is that i give you as much as i want this is 
this is the, what I'm going to give out. The only thing that you can take is how much I'm going to allow you to take. If you cross that boundary, mm-hmm. I have no problem just cutting you out of my of my of my fan base anything like I can just block you right out and then you don't get anything mm-hmm. you know so I've m- my fans and my very dedicated fans are very respectful of my boundaries and they're very respectful of of the parasocial relationship that they've created with me mm-hmm. um knowing that the, they've created a, a relationship and um something with my character and my work and less of me as a person like they don't know me in my day-to-day life they don't know me in my like my relationship with my husband, with my friends, the way that I act like at the gym, like those kind of things, like those are, those are just for me. Those are my things. So mm-hmm. I've been yeah. pretty good at that. That's really important. Yeah. That's interesting. Cynthia, you were talking about the thing of you were saying you want to present like, um, present as someone and you want to be someone who is like friendly and, you know, not, you don't want to well, maybe maybe you do a little when you're a drag queen but like come off as a bitch or like and maybe I do as a dominatrix a little bit you know what I mean but in general you you want people to think you're a good person that mm-hmm, you know totally. is kind and you want to be polite so it's that interesting thing of balancing that thing of like of, I still think it's so surreal that people give a shit like there's times where like when I post something and it does well and people get excited and there's engagement interaction it really does fill my love cup yes. and there are days where like it's so fun and I'm so appreciated for all the little you know synthesizers the Cynthia kisses out there it's <laughs> I'm so appreciative like even me saying like oh it's so exhausting it's not I love it but it comes in waves like if we think about interactions online like they would be in person, like IRL, like standing up in front of lineups of like thousands of people and having an interaction with each person, it gets kind of draining. And it's not, I don't think our brains were designed for that. Like if you think about human evolution, like our brains are just kind of catching up with technology on our phones. And so I think social media, I find it just a little tiring sometimes, but I'm very appreciative of it. I love the love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To talk about the positive of of all of that is very important also. Um, Juice, I I liked how you were talking about this thing uh, talking about boundaries obviously it's that's so important with how anybody interacts with their social media and whatnot um but specifically like in your case that thing of um having to have the boundaries surrounding like people getting in your dms like i i identify with that big time because for me mm-hmm. i'm i'm a companion you know professionally so for somebody to text back and forth with me that's a paid service that i offer you know what i mean so it's that boundary of like we're talking about like wanting to be a warm and friendly person but it's also like then directing them to like okay we're here well here's my booking link you know and if it's a thing of needing support it's like I do consultations so here's you know my link for that because it's like this is literally me literally back and forthing with every John, Dick, and Harry in my uh, DMs. Like, that's literally my job. So if I'm not getting paid for it, then I'm not going to do it. Um, Absolutely. So it's that thing for me. That's the boundary there of like, okay, well, I don't talk to anyone in my DMs who I don't um, know either. And I'm also the person that will just drop my booking link, just like how Juice, you were saying, drop that kid's phone. Like, I'm the same thing. I'm just like, drop the booking link. Like, because I don't... I don't have the capacity, like you were saying, Cynthia, Cynthia, but then also Juice, yeah, I I, I also should be paid for that if I'm going to engage in that way, because that's a lot of emotional labor, and it's a job, too, to be an influencer, so, Do you know um, Judy Virago? Do you remember her? No, that doesn't ring a bell. No. Judy Virago was a a very prominent um, uh, sex worker and drag entertainer in Toronto about maybe eight years ago um judy and virago she, judy virago love yep. of my life i remember when she got her tits it was the best day um anyways oh, she, she i remember we were oh she's great but one day we were sitting on uh we were sitting together at dinner and mm-hmm. she got a call from from a client and they and she was kind of entertaining them for a moment and then yep. all of a sudden i just hear her very stop like stopped she turned it all off and then just went then don't call a fucking sex worker that... and hung up the phone on him <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah she just was like then don't call me bye that like yes that's the thing mm-hmm. of like why are people approaching the people who 
uh, like have the highest expectation of being paid for their companionship why why contact those people for the free mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> they're just jerking off and needs and need a need a space to put it you know yes instead of the yeah, money. yeah 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 that <laughs> They need a void. They need a vessel. Yeah. And the void is you <laughs> hating talking to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> before we move forward, um, I want to maybe lead us into a break here. And then we're going to get right back into talking about, you know, more fun sex stuff, more sexuality, gender stuff, perhaps, and more podcast stuff. So we'll be right back oh. with Juice and Cynthia. Post podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com, but one of my favorite things to do is to go to their Instagram events page and see what they've got going on. Scrolling through here, we've got Naughty on a School Night, which is the first Monday of every month, a Bump and Grind Night with DJ J-Rodica, Threesome Fridays, an Icebreaker Social, MILF Mondays, live music by the Decadent Dolls, and a blackout party where you can have sex in their dark room. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bedpost Podcast. I am here with Juicebox and Cynthia Kiss. Oh, yeah. Hey. I love the kisses. <laughs> I'm my own soundboard. I know. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yes. Uh, yes. yes. That's what she does. She was, okay. when we got, Please. when we actually got a soundboard, she was very excited. Very vocal. <laughs> do I not rock it? You, well, I can't do the soundboard because every time I do the soundboard, Cynthia will be like, juice, juice, press, press this one. And no, I'm that like, one. okay, I can't. That, that one. Just, no, just the take the soundboard, one. Cynthia. The, the. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I pride myself in just slipping it in there at the right moment. Oh, well, you're my. very good at it. You're very good at it. Oh my god, slip it in there. I mean, your mm. name is Synth. I mean, yes. free to use like a keyboard. That just makes sense, right? Right? You totally <laughs> the spelling. Fuck autocorrect. It's with an S, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited to have a second half of the both of you. Thanks so much for your time. Um, I want to just briefly go back to your podcast a little bit because uh, I truly am a, I truly am a drag racer fan. Um, my my husband, you know, he says I like drag race as much as he likes wrestling, which is um, uh, <laughs> which is says a lot. I was at a comedy show They're last very night. Similar. They're very oh yeah, it's that thing True. of like yes, it like it, it's it's the same with just like uh, bio masculine drag, right? Like bio queens, you know, um, but like bio mask drag, it's like that's absolutely it's, a, it. it's like a persona, right? Like with wrestlers, they are so curated head to toe as far as like what they put on their body their mm-hmm. performance they have their their tricks their moves it's all yes. it's all the same thing i always think it's there's still this, a fantasy yeah. it's the fantasy yes and then there's heels mm-hmm. and then yes. there's good guys and i feel like there's that in um drag where there's like kind of shady queens comedy queens like it's all it's all similar I love that you said heels too. I just thought heels the shoe. I was like, yes, there are a lot of heels. Well, that's um, a wrestler term, right? My my partner likes wrestling. Those are like the bad guys, right? The yes, heels. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're the heels there, and the heels and drag are different. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about shoes too. I was like sitting here, like, uh huh, yeah. 
<laughs> I think it means like villain. It I think does. it means villain. Yes. And your partner can confirm. <laughs> yes, the intentional villain of it all. It's like, it's interesting. It's funny. Do Does this happen in drag at all? Because like in wrestling, they have these, I can't believe I'm approaching this from a wrestling POV. I hate it, but I'm, I'm going to continue. Um, You know how wrestling, like the characters have these like arches, these narrative arches, you know, over like the, a full season of something or whatever. I know mm-hmm. that happens on Drag Race. Does that happen like for you folks, like maybe in your local drag communities? Do you have like storylines between you and other queens that you play out on live I mean, shows? No, but I would say there's a lot of like back backstage drama that feels like storylines because we're all <laughs> and just then that like we're can very... make its way on Twitter. <laughs> Make its way on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter or sometimes wars. on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I yeah. was so, so, so close to spitting out my tea. I was... <laughs> that got... That's the closest... I don't know what about that got me, but that was the closest I've ever... Well, we're, me and Cynthia were talking about this the other day, was that we're all just artists, right? And so we're all very sensitive. We all have our our insecurities. So when you put us all together in this career things can get a little heated and things can get a little spicy. Like I've, I've walked in on fights. I've been in fights. I, <laughs> I remember there was this one time where there was this, there were these two Queens in Toronto. I won't say their names out of respect, but two Queens in Toronto <laughs> that the one fought, the, says, the, say their names, say, say their, names. their names. The, the, the one, I'm sure if you're from Toronto, you'll know exactly who this is, but the one <laughs> oh, was God. having sex with the other one's boyfriend while they were on stage in the dressing room. <sighs> oh my God. Yes. So, so a scandalo. Oh. And then like, it was this big public breakup <laughs> all over social media for months. And then I remember they were in the show together. Like the two Queens were in the show together where they had to, um, they had to have like a fight and then they, the one had to fake slap the other and it was the oh. one who was having sex with their boyfriend. And that was a very real slap. And I was in that audience and the whole audience who knew was just like, <gasps> that is yeah. a reality TV show. Like that is, that is how but Drag Race produces like who's going to be in the bottom two and lip syncing against each other. Like that's the twins lip yeah. syncing against each other. You know what I mean? It feels like this massively produced moment of like these two people are with a lot of underlying conflict or like put in this position to perform with each other. Yeah. That's, Absolutely. that's the just, pressure cooker. That's just like, I, I know it's all on TV, but a lot of, a lot of that stuff actually does happen within our communities because we're all just <laughs> sensitive little artists, you know? <laughs> Although it might be less apparent than like a wrestling performance. Cause that's where they mm-hmm. really showboat and they get the audience to be like, boo, like that's not happening. It's more, <laughs> it's more uh, nuanced than that, but it's definitely alive, yes. alive and well. I'm telling you, Twitter. I'm telling you, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's the oh, place. Oh, Twitter is. Yeah, <laughs> me fighting, me fighting with fierce delicious on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I love this thing of like, ooh, the the. It's very like, as you said, like a, a scandalo. It's very the like while they're on stage sleeping with like it's so traumatic. It's so like soap opera. Yeah, that is very us. dramatic. Like, I feel like those two are addicted to trauma. Like, they wanted to do something so high stakes. Like, hurry, yeah. they're on stage. Go, go. They just went on stage. Let's start. Oh, like, my God. I want to hear I want to hear the conversation that had was happening before that. Oh, my God. These are, this is the Toronto legends. This is all word of mouth. I could be getting some information wrong, but, you know, those are the... Those are the the legends. You know, it's Juicebox. This is this is a podcast, and we all know with podcasting, it's just one hundred percent fact. Everything we're saying. Oh yeah, it's all. Yeah, well, fact, me and Jack. Cynthia are yep. semi qualified. So. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> I love this. Um, I I just a couple times before I jump on the podcast, I like say the name of the podcast just a couple times so I can like do it when I, really quickly and effortlessly when I need to. And I kept saying unqualified queens when I was trying to access the name of your podcast and I was like that's so shady I was just like trying to get it in my brain no semi-qualified semi-qualified honestly <laughs> sometimes it's a little unqualified <laughs> oh, oh no 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 yeah, we, Aaron we have been known to be unqualified queens <laughs> Yeah, we strive for qualified, and we we land at semi. Semi, yeah, just yeah. semi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is there a, a lot of misinformation? <laughs> we um, love a semi. Oh yes, please welcome to the stage, misinformation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is there a sexual component to semi? To having being a semi? 
when we no. were workshopping when <laughs> no, we were workshopping no. shopping the name but juice don't you remember like i i think when we were coming with the name of the show i did oh, really? mention like oh i like how semi's kind of naughty i don't know i remember like sort of knowing oh. that was in there just the tiniest <laughs> bit oh, just I like a little I, flirty I oh my she bad. trauma blocked Oops. it out <laughs> i trauma blocked it <laughs> She loves working with me. <laughs> She's like, oh, I try to block out our conversation. <laughs> they hurt me. They like, actively hurt me. Did we talk about that? Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, okay. It could have also been the conversations I, I have in my head. That's been known to happen, too. There, yeah. You do do that. You do do that sometimes where it's like you go to me and you're like, remember that? And I'm like, Synth, we didn't talk about that. Like, I think that was a you. And you were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been with my other co-host that I was talking to. Yeah. Yeah, my other podcast. That happens in polyamory a lot. <laughs> we were like, oh, remember when we saw that movie? I'm like, literally was your, your other partner, but <laughs> it's fine. That's, oh, that's cool. It's cute. <laughs> How does that make you feel in a relationship? You know what? That that part I literally don't care at all. But um, oh, okay. no, no, it was funny. I also didn't care um, a- about this either, but this just struck me as really funny. Um, my husband of, um, we've been seeing each other like 13 years. Um, so I've been all around a lot of Christmases, like at his family sucks, but like he also has another partner of five years who he's been seeing. So like, she's very visible to his family too. And like the nephew who's like, he's like 10 now or something, um, yeah. fully called me her name a bunch at Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and I texted, no. I texted her immediately and i was like mm, he's calling me your name like <laughs> i had to correct him twice now <laughs> she was like oh, do you guys look oh, similar no. <laughs> no. I'm say he has no. a type he's got yeah. a, no he but um the funniest part of that christmas was actually somebody uh gave you know how you give a present to the person and they're partnered so you know the present might just be for them you know like yes. for them and who they're whoever you know they just rather they're not going to give the person's partner a gift but it's like this is for you guys you know so uh his aunt my husband's aunt wrote on the top of the present like on the card it said matt at all stop like, it yeah because she oh didn't want to like <laughs> <laughs> it's like Blast. a mass email <laughs> blind cc bcc aaron at all happy holidays you know what she tried she put an honest <laughs> effort did. in yeah i actually mm-hmm. really appreciate it i was like that's so cute again though i took a picture cute. and sent it directly to my my uh my partner's partner <laughs> and yeah. she was like hashtag poly <laughs> <laughs> She was like, I love that. I actually love that. I'm like, me too, actually. <laughs> How are the three of us going to split a Cineplex Odeon GC, though? I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part. It's for $10. Yeah, you know. Three-way hot dog. Yeah, we yeah. took... we. Uh, uh, she goes really nuts for not my husband's aunt, but his his girlfriend. She goes really nuts on Halloween, like all the most full out. And she was Garfield this year. Oh my <laughs> god, have, I saw that. She she was such a nuts Garfield. Like it was so good. And that wasn't even literally on Halloween. That was like some other day. Like she's just so she really loves dressing up in costumes. And she was like, I'm gonna post this on Polyamory Day. <laughs> There's like a picture of the three of us. We're we're normal, <laughs> and she's just like a crazy Garfield. A crazy Garfield. I love it. I will say it is a very well done Garfield. It's so good. It's very, very well done. I'm looking at it right now. I went on your Instagram and I was when I was looking for like if we knew each other, I just saw this yeah. Garfield and I was like, I'm not That's gonna her. say anything. But there she is. She really is. good job. In her Garfield glory. Um I love it. Um, okay, um for the last little bit of the pod, I'd love to talk to you about just like just like drag and like maybe let's talk about like what it does for you you know we talked a lot about how you know it's a job or like you know it's this performative kind of persona that we put on but like do you have either of you have kind of a deeper connection with drag that you want to speak on at all well I think it's I've always straddled like this line that um with my gender that I feel like now through drag I get to it's very cathartic when I started doing drag, when I created the persona Cynthia Kiss, I now have this outlet for like all of this femininity in my life that um, I get to just like be this super feminine, just like girly, bubbly persona. And 
there's something so um, cleansing about that. It's so fun for me to just also move my body the way I truly want to. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I did some like modeling and I was it, it was like, don't pop your hip out to the side, like be very masculine, like clench your jaw, mm. like look, look very like cis male. We weren't in a time where like models got to be a little more diverse. There was more room for um, non-binary in the conversation as far as gender politics. Mm -hmm. And so I've always found my drag persona incredibly liberating. And it's been, I don't know, really healing for me over the years to kind of decide that I'm not trans, but I do consider myself like gender fluid. And I love clicking into that. Like when I become Cynthia, when I get the hair on, when you lay everything right, final touches with the lipstick, the lashes, I do feel like a different person. It's still an, it's an extension of me, but it's just this hyper feminine extension. And then I love being able to also mm -hmm. take it off, you know, just like anyone yeah. can. And then when I'm off the clock, it's a lot more chill. There's like, you know, it is a tad bit more masculine. Um, and I enjoy straddling those worlds. And, and I, I think it's really good for me. Mm, I love how you said um, you can just move how you want to move, like without yeah. editing. Without... I used to be I used oh. to be very, very very I still am I am feminine all the time um and I growing up in a smaller town in Ontario that like stuck out like a sore thumb and for a long time I, I was on the receiving end of tons of bullying I don't talk about it a ton but like really ostracized in my community and even my own family they could they they struggled with how to like handle this very visibly queer son at like you know, first grade. It's like, okay, mm. that's a little gay boy. Um, and so for a while there, it felt very dangerous for me to express my femininity. And so for it to be, you know, paying for my bills now, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of Pretty fabulous. Validating. Like, it felt very empowering. I felt like I took the narrative and then, you know, through like a decade of like, you know, figuring myself out, have I've totally rocked it and on a new level now where like it can inspire other people to embrace their femininity and i love that mm, i love that too thank you that was so uh you just said that so well thank you for oh my sharing. god thank you <laughs> my coffee kicked in <laughs> <laughs> oh my god not to not that not that you have to now follow that juice but you do uh do you have a <laughs> deeper connection with drag that you'd like to speak on also what a fucking act to follow <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Um, oh God, you stop. You stop. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just like. I just like to look hot. Um, but <laughs> which is fine too. You know. Yeah, which is fine say. too. That's no, fine too. I mean, if that is I, how you access drag. You know? No, no, no. Yeah. I think it's. I have a very similar sort of feel to Cynthia. Like it, it's a great way to express my femininity. Great way to kind of like have a safe space to to feel those things and to act that way. Because again, I am an extremely feminine person. Um, but for me, it was, it's been able, it's been an outlet for me to be able to figure out the feminine parts of me uh, and have a way to express them, but also a safe space to, to find the masculine, to be more comfortable as myself as Joe, mm -hmm. you know, because now I'm able to kind of just like juice it out and dance and be, be a big old <laughs> fag. Um, and then I can like do my big manly things and pick things up and put them down and grunt and scream <laughs> at stuff. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> grunt and fart <laughs> grunt and fart I'm disgusting like for those of you that like really know me I am a frat boy on my very best day like I am disgusting my husband literally almost has to beg me to shower like I'm gross like farting burping I, me and Cynthia were at Burger King the other day and I belched so loud to the point where <laughs> Cynthia and Kendall gasped and were like juice we are in Public. Oh my god! <laughs> it was at a it was at a volume that I it was like if I wasn't shocked, I was impressed. <laughs> a little worried, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Are you okay? <laughs> Are you fine? And I was just like, <laughs> so I don't know. For me, that the drags just become. Um, oh my god! Sorry, my dog's barking. Um, drags just kind of been that for me. Really similar to Cynthia's. 
Yeah, I, I love what you talked about. Something I kind of identify with as well of, of like putting the drag on of being a dominatrix, like being a high femme, yes. you know, uh, kind of a person, because that's a space for me that like in that container is really fun to play with. And I feel hot and powerful and um, empowered and all that, um, all that stuff kind of like in that persona. But at the end of the day, we I think Cynthia said like, taking that off is like, yeah, keeping it in that space is like, um, it it allows you to express that part of yourself and having it in a container where then you can just take all the makeup off and like, you know, just be, uh, you know, know that that's kind of like this heightened thing that's fun, really awesome to play with and really important to play with also. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's a part of me, you know, and these this other kind of home base is a different part of me and um you know never the two shall meet (laughs) taking it off also feels so good Mm. oh yeah i low-key just hate anything restricting i actually just hate clothes like i hate makeup i hate but like you know you put it all on and it's like ooh, i'm i'm a bad bitch today and then taking it off is just like oh yeah thank god i don't have to live there you know yeah very that yeah yeah but like Mm -hmm. yeah i i find it has done the same things for me as like a deeper you know given me kind of a like a a broader understanding of like you know my gender and my spectrum of femininity and um all that stuff yeah yeah and like going back to like because i mentioned when i was younger i really felt like you know alone on an island like Mm -hmm. and so to meet all of these other queer performers as I got older and entered, you know, the community in Vancouver, it just, it felt so at first almost like overwhelming. I was like, oh my God, there's, I found people just like me, you know, at a certain point in my life, I'd had a lot of like straight female friends and I still do. I still hold some of them close, near and dear to my heart, but there is a slightly different experience, um, my life compared to a straight cis woman right like coming from a small town and so there was always that kind of you know there's always a disconnect you don't get invited to certain like sleepovers when you're a kid or if there's like female only events like I just always found myself like not in the inner inner circle and so it's felt so empowering um to be part of you know a group such as Brat Pack to have my podcast with juice semi-qualified queens Mm -hmm. I'm spending my time with queer artists that we all kind of are cut from a similar cloth some does some of these things don't even have to be spoken about on a a routine basis because we all it's a shared experience and i think that's been one of the most healing aspects of like childhood trauma with my drag is connecting with people that you know share that on 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 some level like i know juice knows what it feels like to walk through a smaller town in Ontario as a feminine queer child it can be scary and so to have that shared Mm -hmm. experience I don't know to me I think it's beautiful I don't I don't mention it nearly enough but when I get on a podcast I get a little cheesy (laughs) now's the time I get a little sentimental we gotta talk about it yeah actually speaking of small towns being gay I am so used to the the drive-by um homophobia where it's a man will drive by Mm -hmm. and lean out of his car like to the point where it is almost dangerous for him he's risking (laughs) his life life. fucking even evil knievel up in here throw a slur at you yeah just to throw a slur at me and it's just like diva you could get like hereditary at that post just to be mean to me like you're risking it all just like am i He's going to get hereditary just to risk it all for me, like living in his mind rent free. But I am so used to that, that like, even if it were to happen now, like, I'd think I'd be like, oh, for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just for yeah. me. risking your life for me. Just for the homophobia, rent free, babe. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's something to be said about... Um, getting to uh do this type of like performance self-expression as a part of your job there's something really empowering about 
you know, the things that you were maybe bullied for or that you had hold a lot of shame surrounding or what have you, complicated feelings around, you know, growing up, things that you're now getting paid for, you know, as a job, like literally people are not only like, you know, not throwing slurs at you, you know, when you're performing, but um, they're actually paying to be there or holding space for you. And like, you know, just um, completely enamored with you for, you know, embodying all this stuff that, you know, you kind of felt shitty about for a long time. It's like super, super empowering. Totally. I couldn't have said it better myself. And yeah. like, yeah, my one thing when I get down on dating, my husband does like to remind me that like men will pay a thousand dollars just to have dinner with me. Like that thing. Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, a thousand dollars. Sometimes, sometimes. <sighs> Not oh often, but sometimes. Cynthia, we're in the wrong industry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving. My God. For dinner? For food? Sometimes, sometimes. Very rarely sometimes. But yeah. I'm could, a lovely I... dinner guest. <laughs> Yeah, put that out there. <laughs> Manifest. Oh. Manifest. I'm but aware. Wait. I'll I'll even I'll do the hu- I'll do the, the, the soft girl makeup. Like we could go we could we could go to we could go to Arby's. <laughs> Not Arby's. Not Arby's. Oh my god. Choose anything but Arby's. Get your, Arby's. get your Arby's, whatever. Get it, get it. Get that bag. Sorry to my Arby's lovers out there. <laughs> but all three I, of you. Yeah, all none of you. Um I feel like that's something super important that you uh, that you touched on, Synth, I believe you said uh, about like how it's so important to have like community, um, even if it's online community, if, even if you are in that small town mm-hmm. and, you know, don't have queer people around or like whatever it is, other sex workers around in my case, you know what I mean? There is mm-hmm. online community even just that thing of like you said, you know, you don't even have to talk about it a bunch. It's just like all having that kind of base understanding. um, and that you can yeah. jump into a conversation maybe if you need support or whatever. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that before. And what you're feeling is valid and absolutely, you know, um, I love drag. Like I can I can tour out of the country like I can be in a whole different part of the world and meet mm. another queen. And both of us, based on the temperature of that hot backstage, can look at each other and be like, where the hell is the fan? You know, and. <laughs> And, yeah. and in that moment, you look, it's a look of love. It's, I see you. Yeah. We know each other. We know how much we've done to get into drag, that yes. club on time, which rarely happens with drag queens. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's it's this unspoken experience that it's the best icebreaker. I just yeah. was in the UK um, for DragCon. And it's that, it's that experience of different, like thousands, not thousands, but dozens of languages being spoken. And yet we all have the common language of drag and that is mm-hmm. international baby it's all over yeah. the world yeah 100 percent. it's so important right community is like it's as huge. far as it's huge it's just so important yeah especially when you don't yeah you wouldn't have had access to it like when you know you think of you know when you were growing up how how much how meaningful mm-hmm. would that be to have someone on the little computer in your pocket that you could pick up and just be like yeah i hated doing that gig today can I just talk yes, your ear off for exactly. 20 minutes, please? Yeah. Just... Oh my God. I love whining with juice. That's like my favorite. <laughs> oh, thing it's our favorite thing to do. Oh my God. I love a lot of my friends say I complain a lot and it's like, it, they find it exhausting. Like I've literally had fights with people about juice. All juice does is complain. <laughs> Cynthia is such a safe space to complain to. Yes. Cause she'll be Cause like, I'll, she'll be like, I'll, I'll fire she'll, it back. She'll and then we're like, and then, and then we're good. It's and like then a you feel great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I love it. It makes me so happy. Anything for you, Bibi. (laughs) Thank you. I love that you two have each other. I love your love. Um. (laughs) Somebody just, I I remember before me and Cynthia met, all these people would always tell us that we were so similar and that we would like, we would get along so great. So it's just so serendipitous for us to just be the same person. (laughs) Two girls, one podcast. (laughs) Two girls, one voice. Yeah, two girls, one voice. Yeah. Uh, Before we go, um, since uh, we brought it right back around, I feel like talking about the two of you being two peas in a pod. So tell us about uh, where we can find your podcast. So we are a drag race review show. Um, as as much as I try to break away from it, it is just <laughs> it's our happy little space where we are just constantly reviewing RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. Right now, we are doing season fifteen of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, it's with all four hundred girls in it right now. So if you guys want to listen to us, we are on all platforms where you can listen to any podcast. Right, and we're everywhere. Right? Yeah. 
Everywhere yeah. you can find a podcast, you can hear our soft, soft Dulcet voices tones. reviewing soft drag voices. Race. You can also uh, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon if you want to see our soft, soft faces. Um, and we also have some fun exclusives that will be coming up within the year for our Patreon subscribers. Um, and yeah, we're just excited for all of our new SQQDs if anybody wants to come over. Um, where can we find and follow you both on socials if we want to do that? Okay, Cynthia, you start Absolutely. that one. It's just our names. So I'm at Cynthia Kiss. And then uh, from there, climb my link tree. Everything's fun. <laughs> Mine's Great. a little more complicated because everyone has the name Juicebox. So you can either do Juicebox Official on Instagram and go to my link tree there and see everything. Mm-hmm. But if you prefer TikTok, it's Juicebox Tiki Talkie. If you prefer uh, Twitter, it's Juicebox Queen. Or if you want to hang out with me on Twitch, which Cynthia is there sometimes, it's twitch.tv slash juicebox twitch. Amazing. So for me, folks, I'm the most active on Twitter. I'm at the ladypim one. If you must follow me on Instagram, I'm at the ladypim or at the bedpost podcast. I have a Patreon as well. It's called the bedpost show. I have a YouTube channel as well. It's the bedpost show. I also just joined TikTok. I'm so old. I don't know what I'm doing. Follow me Welcome. at the ladypim. Um, <laughs> I want to thank um, the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast, Stephanie Copeland. You can find more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Other than that, a huge thank you to you, Juicebox and Cynthia Kiss. Thanks for being on the pod and chatting with me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us, Erin. This was Oh my god, it was so fun. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedpost Podcast talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 